All right. So uh, like two years down the road, uh, you're working on a screenplay. Sick. It's about. It's Finally a, doing it. It's a horror movie about. Okay. Uh, but the bad guy, like the, the killer is a, a horse. Okay. Yeah. This is tracking perfectly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so what happens is it's about this like uh, this family who they buy this new horse from like a horse breeder. And like what happens is um, they, they go with the horse breeder. Uh, his name is um, Corbin Miles. Ooh. And Corbin Miles has been uh, raising horses for a very long time. And what happens in the screenplay is that a family, um, they're called the the family family okay. family yeah and what happens is um the the first the family that started it all no that's oh, just okay. the last name oh okay no. sure yeah so uh mm-hmm. the parents uh, uh uh melvin and ruth family go to this uh this guy's uh horse breeding place and they're like yeah we're looking for a horse or whatever and um what ends up happening is that they see this one horse and they're like hey that's the one we want. And he's like, oh, you don't want that horse. Ooh. And they go, why not? And he's like, it's evil. Oh, shit. And so what happens is these are like two city fucking slickers, dude. Oh, yeah. Like, these are two people who, you know. Yeah, I have some like kind of resentment sure. towards. Yeah, yeah, of course. Some kind of city. Of course. Type. And so yeah. th- th- they're like. Well, we'll buy the horse anyway. We went to Princeton. And you're like, oh, all right, whatever. Yeah. And so what happens is, um, you know, they buy the horse. And it, 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 essentially what happens is that it's a, it's a horror movie about a horse who is like killing his masters and just like killing people. Okay. Like it'll like they end up taking it to their apartment in Brooklyn. Ooh. And uh, the horse like lives inside the apartment. Okay. And yeah. They're. Brooklyn. Sure. <laughs> Brooklyn. Yeah. Dude. And so the horse <laughs> will like leave. Saying. And like these hipsters walk them, take photos with it, but like rips her throat out. It's like it's very intense. <laughs> yeah. Um, the name of the movie is called um, "Just Horsing Around." Oh hell yeah! And so uh, you the Bojack. I I name it after the Bojack Horseman sitcom. Yeah. Oh okay, cool. You don't cool, give a cool. shit. Yeah. What are they gonna do? Sue you? I don't give a fuck. They might. I feel like maybe. Yeah, they do. They have to sue you. <laughs> And uh, you hire uh, a lawyer, a guy named Melvin Law, and uh, he ends up uh, doing so well that you get that show canceled. Oh, oh my God. You bankrupt Bojack Horse. How did I, how would I pay for a lawyer that good? He just, uh, he he looks at you and he goes, I'll take a pro bono. I feel like we got a good case here. So. And he means that or well, yeah of course i mean and he, and he makes some money off of it i mean okay. honestly it's it's like a, a week's worth of work he makes you know one hundred twenty-five thousand dollars from it okay and so he's like don't even worry about it brother you're like hell yeah all right so you write this screenplay and uh it ends up actually getting, it ends up getting made oh s- sweet two years from now yep okay it's directed by um what's the lady's name who did uh Diablo Cody. It's uh, directed oh. by Diablo Cody. Okay, hell yeah. And I'm um, into that. It actually turns out pretty good. Yeah. Uh, she makes some changes to your script, obviously, so okay. it's not 100, but it's pretty close, man. It's it's really about just a horse who loves to kill, and you're like, hell yeah. Yeah, that feels honestly like pretty spot on for something that I would. 
want to, you know, get off my chest for my first screenplay. Sure. Yeah. And you sell it and the movie gets made and uh, it does pretty well, man, at the box office. And oh it's, it's a pretty low budget. It's uh, yes, it's like a $5 million budget. It ends up making $100 million. This is great. Two years from now. Yeah. That's awesome. Love to hear that. Yeah. Yeah. So you're kind of feeling pretty good. And you decide to take your money from the uh, from the movie that you made and you open uh, a bar. Okay. In Austin. It's called Slumber Party. Um, it's a bar <laughs> where uh, you can get really drunk and just fall asleep. Okay. Like you have like beds like uh, lined up and stuff. You have like sleeping stations and stuff. So it's like basically your whole thing is like, look, you're going to come here and get fucked up. We don't want you to drive. Come here and sleep. And you have like different movie that you show yeah. every single night. It sounds like I'm... I this is a cause of mine. It is a definite cause. Yeah. And it, it, it and to be honest with you, it's really tied back into like a certain thing that happened. Oh, oh. What? So your boyfriend's dead. Oh shit. Uh what happened was uh you were dating like this like fucking guy or whatever, and uh you open up a slumber party and he's like, you know, oh I'm so proud of you, babe, or whatever, and you're like, yeah. And uh, what ends up happening is that he kind of throws himself into the job. Like, like it's a thing where it's like, okay, he's not an official member of 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 Slumber Party, but like yeah. he's close enough that like he'll be like, yeah, I'll help you out, like whatever. Yeah, he's giving it. He's giving it all. I've worked in bars before, whatever. And he yeah. actually gives it all so much that he dies of exhaustion. Oh my god, I feel horrible. You bury him behind the bar. Oh, <laughs> why wouldn't I just do it a normal way? <laughs> you just felt like that's what he wanted. Oh, oh my God. You bury him behind the bar and you put like a, a, a grave marker up and it says, here lies Nicole's boyfriend. Oh, oh my God. I didn't even name him. You don't dad. even put like the, the, the year born and the year died because you, you never actually knew how yeah. old it was. It was a cold weird thing. So I have, I'm a narcissist then, right? I mean... That seems <laughs> so, so. So you open the bar, yeah. and uh, you know things are things are like going okay or whatever. And then, um, so normally your your role with the bar is that you kind of just let them deal with it, like like you you kind of yeah. put the, the money up behind it and stuff like Hands that. Hands off. But uh, one day it's a it's a Monday night. Okay. And um, the bartender who normally works that shift, Melvin. McDaniels okay. calls you. He's like, he's like, Melvin. oh, Nicole, it's me and Melvin. He's like, I can't come into work tonight. Um, okay, well, do you have anyone to cover your shift? He's like, no. Um, okay, well, you're. I think you got to get your shift covered. Are you sick or? He goes, yeah, I'm sick. He goes, I'm, I'm sick and tired of paying too much for car insurance. Okay. This guy has paid like for car insurance over the past five years way too much. Money. And it's finally starting to affect his mental health. Oh, my God. And so you're like, all right, you you paid too much for car insurance. So you're like, fuck it. I'll just bartend for you. You're so like, I'm like a cool boss. Well, or, you get it. Or I'm like one of the people. You know, I'm like, I own, open this bar, but I'm still. Your thing is that. You know, it's like it's like you, uh, the first day that your bar opened. Uh, you remember you were talking to your 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 crew, and you go, "Look, yeah. here's the deal." You're like, "Look, we're all adults. Uh -huh. If you come in and do your job and 
help out your your teammates, you got nothing to worry about. If you're somebody who doesn't have that teammate kind of mentality, Ooh. you got no place here. And, and 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 like the first night, you had to kick this one guy out who worked there. This guy, uh, Javier, his <laughs> first name. Okay, and his last name is. Buttress. Oh. Javier Buttress. He had, almost sounds hot. He's like so close. Dude, this guy is. Yeah. Javier Butch. Oh, damn it. Steaming hot. Oh, he is. Okay. The one name. time, uh, one time he was at work and he tripped and fell and his pants fell off and he's wearing white boxers with hearts on them. And you okay. looked and you looked over at him and you remember saying to yourself, you look at him and you go, whew, if I was 10 years younger. <laughs> And then you realize like you'd be like a teenager and you're yeah. like, what? You yeah. kind of put that out of your mind. Whoa, okay. So, yeah. um, Lots going on. <laughs> so Is he 10 years younger than me or? No. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, I don't even know. I just want to be 10 years younger. For some than reason, him. you're like, I want to be, you know, like a 16 year old. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. It's actually like a 30. It's a whole yeah, thing. Yeah, of course. Like, Every. Yeah. You know, He's 35. It's a whole yeah. thing. Oh, whatever. Yeah. But so, um, so you're like, <laughs> you're like, all right, you know what? I'll cover your shift. Like I'll, I'll work it. And okay. So, so you're kind of like bartending it. And, um, you guys are, are like a, um, it's not a bar where you have to make cocktails or whatever. It's just beer yes. that they make there. So smart. So it's actually of kind me. of, it's, it's not, it's not an easy, like it's not easy for you to take over because you normally do that. But yeah, it's definitely not a thing where someone comes up and they're like, hey, I want this kind of cocktail. Like, I don't know what that is. They're basically yeah. just like, I want that beer and you pull it and it's fine. Yeah. I'm confident that I can do a good job at yeah, this. Yeah. You feel fucking for great, sure. dude. Yeah. And I'm so. Like, I got this. So you're working there and you're, you know, putting off uh, out of your mind the death of your boyfriend or whatever. Yeah. And so shoving uh, that down. you're shoving it down. Yeah. So far it's slumber party, man. And oh, it's like yeah. a thing where it's like first, you know, night, you know, it's like a, one of these nights you're open and people are just drinking and they're sleeping and stuff yeah. like that. And um, you think to yourself, you're like, man, I'm kind of fucking tired. And uh, you look over Ooh. at the, uh, there's two other bartenders on. Uh, on duty or whatever okay. and, and you're like hey guys do you mind if i take like 15 yeah and they're Power like yeah nap. definitely because yeah. they're like you know nicole wasn't supposed to be here tonight but she stepped up so we have a mutual respect they get it. Thing. yeah they, yeah, yeah they that's awesome they Love absolutely that. get it you guys yeah. actually served together in the cola wars in the what now? The cola wars the cola wars okay. were this uh armed uh war uh conflict that threatened to destroy this country where oh basically it was between the forces of coke and the forces of pepsi and the different uh you know uh, cola drinkers had to take uh sides and yeah. there were dude it was um it's one of those things where they offered a general amnesty at the end of the war to just kind of just end it yeah and you're glad they did because you committed some fucking war oh crimes, shit dude. i got caught up there was one yeah. there was one one night where you on the uh, are you a coke or a pepsi guy diet coke so you're on the side of Coke <laughs> and uh, you were on a shirt that said Diet Coke. Yeah. And uh, just so everyone knows. Yeah. And you, yeah. You, you were on like guard duty and you were kind of looking out the window and you saw a guy walk by with a shirt that said Pepsi rules. What the and fuck? Uh, you ran out there and you grabbed him and uh, you uh, forced him to pray on a train track until a train came by <laughs> and shopped his, shit. lopped his head off. So yeah, you did some shit, dude. And it, but, but My God. The whole thing about the Cola Wars, though, is that people kind of get it. It's like the whole country was torn up in it or caught up in it. So yeah. They're, they're like, look, like some shit went down. Yeah. We were, we all went a little wild back yeah. there. Yeah. And you were just drinking a lot of Diet Coke back there. Oh yeah. I bet I was <sighs> got to stay hype. So you think to yourself, you, you know, I feel like these guys kind of have it under control. It's like, yeah, we got it. So yeah. Like, all right, whatever. 
So you walk over into the like a uh, the main part of slumber party, and there's a bunch of beds set up, and you're like, I'm just gonna take like a 15 minute nap or whatever. Okay, yeah. Is you it fa- quiet in there? Or? It's the quietest. Okay. Space you've <laughs> ever been in your fucking life. Okay. Like you don't even want to think. That's how Whoa. quiet it is. So you fall down to your bed, and as soon as your goddamn head touches the pillow, you fall asleep. Oh wow. I should sleep there every night. <laughs> you kind of come to and you're in this all white space. Whoa. Uh kind of like uh you ever see the Matrix? Um no, but I think I know enough. So there's the this all uh, this all white space that you're in, and it's almost like you kind of it's it's not like you're floating there. Okay, you, you just stand there, and you kind of look around, and you realize it's almost like you're in a room without walls. Whoa! You kind of hear this weird sound. You kind of hear this like uh, d- 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 like a dripping. It yeah, like. come from yeah. behind you. Do you turn around? Um, yeah, I would. So you turn around and standing there is this guy. Uh, he's about like 12 feet tall. He's dressed like a clown. Oh, shit. He's holding a balloon and the balloon has your face on it. (gasps) And you realize as you're looking at the balloon that that dripping noise is uh, blood coming out of the nose of uh, your face on the balloon. Uh, Whoa. And you kind of turn around and you're like, what the fuck? And the guy who's dressed like a clown looks at you and he goes, hello, Nicole. My name is Dreamy Dan. Oh, oh man. Ruler of the dreamscape. Holy shit. Pleasure to meet you. And welcome. Oh. To Nicole Russell in oh. My Country Lies Bleeding. All right. This sounds, yeah. The balloon with your face on it pops. You wake up. You're like, what the hell? You kind of like immediately forget that, that happened. Yeah. Uh, and so you're kind of like, you're kind of like, what the hell do I do today or whatever? And uh, you kind of do your day off. Yeah. You get an email. Okay. You look at your phone. It says one new email. Oh, okay. What do you do? Oh, man. Honestly, I probably pretend I don't see it for a little bit. Ignore it. So don't you want to deal with it, yeah. And you decide like I'm gonna somebody. Eat. Do you normally uh, cook for yourself, or do you do you eat out, or, or? um, I it's your day off. Yeah, if it's my day off, 11 I'm probably a.m. Okay, then I might be going to go get some maybe some breakfast tacos. For my day. You think off. to yourself, I'm gonna get some goddamn breakfast tacos. Yeah, and you you go to this um the place you normally go to get breakfast tacos. It's this place, uh, it's called uh, the Breakfast Taco Store. Okay, yeah. I know what I'm getting, you know. So um, you go there and um, you go up and uh, the, the guy who works there is this guy named named Lupe Fiasco. <laughs> it's a um, total coincidence. Oh, okay. I, I was going to ask. <laughs> and Dang, goes, that kind of, that's a hard... Well, it's just hard to live up to. Yeah. And you, yeah. And, and you show up and he looks at you and he goes, hey. And he goes, the usual? <laughs> oh, uh, yes. He goes, hell yeah. Two minutes later, he hands you a brown bag. You walk away. They totally fucked your order up. They always do. <laughs> and so you're like, well, all right, whatever. You're like, whatever this means. 
And um, you look up and you see uh, like a sign on a uh, goddamn uh, pole. <laughs> what the? <laughs> on a pole? <laughs> yeah, I phrase that so weird. <laughs> but you see like this like sticker. Okay. And it says. Is it big? Huge. Okay. Can't miss it. And it says, do you like to rock? Oh. And underneath it, it says, then come on down to the Ponytail Club. Oh. Tonight. Okay. We'll see you there, Nicole. It's personalized. It says it. Yeah. And you're like, what? That's insane. Uh, I would probably, I think I would like take a picture of it for evidence and to save for later. You take a picture of it and uh, you go home with your breakfast taco and you sit down and you eat it and, you, and you're kind of like, oh, right. That was kind of a weird thing. And you look at your phone and when you click on that photograph, it's just a... Uh, black screen with a red skull um yeah i don't i don't like that at all yeah (laughs) so what do you do um i would probably uh start to probably panic a little bit you know shake the phone around uh i would maybe start to google on my i would google on my laptop phone red skull so when you shake the phone around it changes into a post that says do you like to rock? Oh, shit. Come on down. So they got me on my phone, too. Yeah, dude. Oh and you God. look down, and there's a um, a piece of paper on the ground, and you're like in front of your uh, fucking door. Whoa. And it just says, do you like to rock? Oh, my gosh. They're really hitting me yeah. all ways. Yeah. Do you go there? <sighs> you're kind of blank. It's like six hours later. Yeah. You've just been standing there the whole time. <laughs> I'm still deciding. Do I have to go alone? Well, who would you ask? I mean, I mean you don't have to. But. Um, I would ask. Uh, well, I can't ask my dead boyfriend. He's I would. Dead, yeah. I would maybe ask like a friend. Maybe I'd ask that that hot bartender I I covered for. Hell yeah. Yeah. So you ask his name is uh, Branch Cable. That and, was. And, and you uh, <laughs> you send him a, a okay. text. You're like, What's up, Branch? Do you want to go to this thing? And he responds immediately. And he goes. And he goes. Nicole, I've been waiting for you to ask. Oh my, hell yeah. That like, makes me feel really good. He's gay as fuck. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, so, that makes me feel even better. <laughs> sure. So you, so you go to the show and like, um, and honestly, the band that's playing fucking rules. Okay. There's this group. They're actually like a tribute act uh, to the band uh, Fuel. They're called Lavender and Cream. <laughs> and they play a bunch of Fuel songs and you're like, this fucking rules. Yeah. It does it. Uh, I'm wondering, like, how is it? Is it personalized to me in any way? This seems like a very high tech. What do you mean? Like the show just seems very high tech to have all these like crazy targeted ads. Like, so it it's not technically targeted towards you, but everything they show on those big screens or something that you're interested in. Whoa. Where it's like, uh, it's like um, they show one, they show a photo on the big screen of like comedy and then like glasses <laughs> and then, you know, like jackets or like yeah. whatever. And, yeah, so, yeah. and you're, you're kind of like the big kinda, three. And you think yeah. to yourself, I'm into this. Yeah. That's all stuff I like for sure. And so, um, the band stops playing or whatever and you're, you're about to leave with branch <laughs> and, 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 and he's like, man, I am so tired. 
I can't wait to go home and jack off and go to bed. And you're like, oh, gross. You're like, yeah. what the fuck was that about? And he's like, sorry. I just, you know. <laughs> and then like, as you guys are kind of like, you're kind of like, you're just kind of laughing. Like, whatever. Who, who cares? Yeah. So and, we're in the, we're friends then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just friends. And you're yeah. about to leave. And then someone comes up to you and, and they're like, this person walks up and he's like, you want to go backstage? Whoa. To you. Like that? Like he just whispers it like that? You want to go backstage? <laughs> um, shit. And I really like the band. Like I was like. Really? And he looks at you and he goes, and he goes, you can solve the cosmic chaos if you go backstage. Oh, then probably I am. I feel like I'm a little bit drawn to chaos and I would say, all right, let's see what this is about. So Branch is like, whatever. And like leaves. Uh, he walks outside and he's uh, run over by a truck. Oh my God. Did I see? No. Okay. Thank. You. No. Well, thank it's, God it's for not, that. You know, it's not anyone's fault. It's yeah. Just, you know, but I don't have to. Yeah. I don't, as long as I didn't see. I'll so, uh, <laughs> so you go backstage, and the guy who asked you to come backstage is this dude. He goes, he goes. My name is, um, my name is Jack Pilkins. He's like, he's like, <laughs> he goes. Uh, something tells me. You're interested in the universe. Oh my God. You know, something tells me that you know there's more to this life than just standing on this barren <laughs> desert of fuck that we call the earth. I would join this man's cult or like whatever. He That would get me in for he sure. He raises his hand. Yeah. On his uh, like palm is a, uh, it looks like the sun. Oh. It actually is as bright as the sun. So for a second, oh, look so at it's it, like, you can't quite look at it, but after a minute, you can look at it. And he goes, will you join me in the sun? He goes, he goes, don't you love solar rays? And, I'm, you know. It sounds like he's trying to do like a Batman voice, but like he's not very good at it. Yeah. Well, that might be a little. His voice cracks several times. Oh, if his voice cracks. You know, I might be a little bit more skeptical. I might be like, you're he just goes, telling me what I want to he hear. Goes, I can't help it. Oh, then I would be like, I okay, listen, I don't know. I was kind of into this whole thing when you told me I was like more cosmically aware than everyone else, but yeah. I don't know if I can I don't know if I trust this now. That might be problematic to say. He kind of like looks down the ground and goes, All right, I'm sorry. Oh, his feelings are pretty hurt. Um, it's not it's not that his feelings are hurt. It's more like his entire world has been destroyed. Oh, my God. So you're kind of like, I Shit. feel weird about this. And yeah. Like, I'm going to go outside. And you okay. go outside and you're like, I'm just going to call Lyft or whatever. Okay. And then right as you uh, enter in your info for Lyft, you kind of uh -huh. like look up and you're like, wow, the moon looks like really big tonight. Okay. And you kind of blink and the moon is like really close. What? And then it shoots a moon ray at you <laughs> and disintegrates your entire no! body. And it shoots at everyone who's involved with like the sun god or whatever, and like they're not hurt at all. <laughs> and so uh, you're like disintegrated as the moon declares war on Earth. Oh my god! And all of the the followers of the sun are like the main defenders against it. And um, you don't really know what ends up happening to planet Earth after it because, of course, you're vaporized and <laughs> dead, and you go to hell. Oh but no! You're definitely like uh, I went to hell. I seem nice. You seem really nice. That's why it's kind of surprising. So <laughs> yeah. it's like you. So you burn in hell or whatever. And yeah. You, and, and you think to yourself, I wonder what happened to the earth. 
And about 10,000 years later, you get the answer where Satan walks by and you go, Satan, but what happened to the earth? And he looks at you and he just goes like, yeah, it was destroyed. Oh. And you're like, oh. And he's like, all right. He keeps walking. <laughs> but so you're in hell and you uh, are tortured for a millennia. Oh my gosh. Eventually, uh, Christ comes back to earth and uh, <laughs> begins a thousand year reign on there. And then um, everyone in hell, uh, he kind of like snaps his fingers in the other thousand years. And everyone who's burning in hell just uh, ceased to exist. Whoa. But that is, you find that that is actually much worse than being tortured. Yeah, I don't like that idea at all. That's You didn't join the sun, guys, and uh, you died because of it. The moon destroyed you. Oh, God, that's what I get for judging a man. And then when, when uh, Christ like, finally snaps his fingers and everyone uh, who is in hell uh, disintegrates or whatever... Um, there's a there's a weird moment where like right bef- right as he snaps his fingers, you realize that you never turn the iron off. Oh oven, shit! And you're like, oh shit! Oh no! But I mean, you're long dead. So. Yeah, that was my last thought. Yeah. Fuck my! I just did one one screenplay. It's pretty good screenplay, though. Yeah, I mean that's okay for a life, I guess. I'll take it. I mean, what else can you do? <laughs> yeah, you but can't you, ask for but much you didn't more. Leave the, you didn't leave the iron on, and it. Yeah, I mean, I, I honestly, I think I deep down in my heart knew that was the way I would eventually go out in some way, shape, or form. <laughs> By just something left plugged in, whatever sure. it may be. Yeah, it was plugged <laughs> in, and it destroyed the entire apartment complex. And that is hard to take. Yeah. Is that why? That's why I'm in hell. Then. Yeah, because they killed everyone who was living there. Oh, uh, they shit. called it tongue in cheek wise. They called it Kid City because oh, everyone who no. lived there was it was just you and a bunch of eight year olds. Oh my god! Independently yeah. living eight year olds. It's a very long story. Oh but, wow! So they all died, and uh, yeah, you're you remembered as the um, shit the kindergarten killer. They call you. Oh, even not even they for were, my movie. No, even though they were eight years old, they weren't in kindergarten, but they they call you that. They actually oh. make. Um, actually, um, Claire Blackstone writes a screenplay based on this. Oh, and he calls you the kinder. She calls you the kindergarten. I apologize. She calls you the kindergarten killer in the screenplay, and uh, that's how you're remembered. <laughs> the movie fucking from rules. a movie. It's such a good about movie. my okay. Am I? I was gonna say kind of irresponsible, right? Is that it? Oh, but you've been dead for a very long time when this comes out. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, you, you know, at least I'm remembered some way. Yeah, but you are dead and in hell. Yeah, but hey, at least somebody's thinking about. At me. least art continues. That's you know? right. That's all I care about at the end of the day. 